What's going on, everyone? This is Gary. It is June 22nd, 2016, and let's talk soccer. So this is another week uh, where Josh, my co-host, and my son um, is away at camp. So um, this is the second of two podcasts that I will host solo. Josh will be back um, for our podcast next week. Um, and seeing how uh, I have, I am talking about my son, I'll go ahead and wish a happy Father's Day, belated happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and all the, the men out there who um, have become uh, father figures to children. It is an amazing experience, an awesome responsibility, <clears throat> and one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, aside from my love of soccer, um, for hosting this podcast and falling in love with soccer is because of my son. Um, he's an amazing soccer player, but he's just an amazing kid. And um, I'm very, very grateful to have him in my life. So um, again, happy belated Father's Day to all of the dads out there. All right, let's get into it because we got some pretty interesting stuff to talk about. Um, so today we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk <clears throat> a lot about the two major tournaments that are going on right now, um, the Euros and Copa America. Some good, some bad, depending on which teams you support. Um, I'll go ahead and um, go a little digital with you and talk about a website that I'm digging right now um, <clears throat> and also go through the FIFA Ultimate Team for Week 41. I know Josh would want me to do that. And um, we'll take it from there. So before we start, a way to get in touch with us if you want to, if you want to ask us questions, make comments, give suggestions, observations, any of that, please do. You can reach out to us in the following ways. You can send us email at letstalksoccer2, so that's the number two, at gmail.com, letstalksoccer2 at gmail.com. On Twitter, look for at, at letstalksoccer2. On Facebook, just search for Let's Talk Soccer 2, again, the number 2. On Instagram, it's just Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube, it's Let's Talk Soccer. So we will post um, interesting memes, cool videos, um, fitness, training, especially it relates to youth soccer since we have that aspect and element and an expert on it here as my usual co-host on this podcast. <clears throat> we'll... Um, you know, we'll post things like uh, transfer rumors or actual transfer news, score updates, things like that. <clears throat> we are not a breaking news source. So we'll let, you know, ESPN FC and FS1 and NBCSN and those guys take care of that. This is more about sort of insights, observations, um, definitely a slant on um, youth soccer in the digital world, since I have a young one that hosts with me, I think that those sorts of things would be an interesting element and maybe an underserved element in a lot of soccer podcasts. All right. So again, please reach out to us if you would like to, and we would absolutely love you to. Let's go ahead and talk about Copa America first, um, being that I am a huge U.S. soccer fan and support the men's national team. Um, Last night was a bit of a disappointment. Um, if you don't know, we lost to Argentina in the semifinals 4-0, and it probably should have been worse. As bad as that is, it probably should have been even worse than that. Uh, our boys 
did not come out looking sharp. They looked hesitant. They looked a little bit scared. And Argentina went up by a goal really, really early in the match on what I think was um, kind of a goof up on Brad Guzan. He came off his line and got caught in no man's land. And Lavezzi put just an easy little header over him. And um, that sort of began the landslide. Messi finished with two goals and I believe an assist. He became the all-time leading scorer for Argentina, passing Gabriel Batistuta. And um, it was a tough loss. We had very little possession. We just looked flat. And um, Argentina just sort of continued the momentum that they're on. So, you know, whether they meet Chile or Colombia in the finals, it's going to be hard to beat Argentina because Messi is just on fire. Higuain's having a great tournament, and I don't know how you how you defend against you know Higuain and Messi, but then you've got <clears throat> Sergio Aguero coming off the bench. You've got Lavezzi out there. Lavezzi had a goal last night, <clears throat> and I just don't know how you account for all of that. They're they're a hard team to beat. So unfortunately, uh, the U.S. men's team is out of the tournament. Uh, not the finish that they wanted, I think. You know, it's they seem to be one of those teams just over the years, um, you know, regardless of, of the folks on this roster, but just over the years where you get really amped up and really psyched for them because they have a couple good showings and then they have a result like this and it sort of just deflates, you know, everything that all the hopes that you had for them. So I just don't know <clears throat> where where they go from here. And how to improve on that. But, um, you know, I guess that's for for Klinsman and the folks at U.S. Soccer to go ahead and try to figure out. All right, the other tournament that we're going to talk about are the Euros. And, you know, some interesting things have been going on there. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of the front runners, I would say, are kind of struggling to find their form. For example, France. Um, You know, they're the host country. Their team is stacked. And in spite of that, they're still looking to find the right mixture for their starting 11. You know, they mixed it up a little bit in their last match. And, you know, they squeaked by. And actually, I believe that they drew. So um, they didn't even squeak by. They just, they did not put forth the results, I think, that um, certainly that, that their supporters want. So, you know, I think France... It, it looks to be one of those cases, <clears throat> you know, you look at Chelsea from last season, um, you know, even Man City, teams like that, that, you know, they have all the talent in the world on their team, but they just can't seem to find that chemistry. And I feel like France is one of those teams. Another team like that is England. They're sort of struggling through, you know, much like the U.S. men's national team, you know, I feel like if you're an England supporter, you're in a similar sort of state of mind. You get really, really excited for them. They certainly have a ton of phenomenal players, um, but sometimes their performances don't match what their ability says that they can do and what the expectations of them to do. Um, They just can't seem to rise to that level, and that's unfortunate because I think that if they could, they'd be a very, very exciting team to watch. Another team is Belgium. You know, they've got a ton of, you know, um, I think a lot of people would say that they're one of the best teams in the world, and they probably are, um, but they 
they aren't having the greatest tournament. They haven't been putting forth, you know, like France, haven't been putting forth the results, the amount of goals. You would think that they would have more goals, and they just they don't. So, um, you know, I think it's it's going to make for an interesting, especially if we get into this, you know, um, this the knockout stages. It's going to make for an interesting tournament. Speaking of knockout stages. Um, a team today, as a matter of fact, it just wrapped up not too long ago, a team looking to um, avoid getting, not getting into the knockout stages. And in fact, they were able to advance as Portugal. Um, Cristiano hadn't scored a goal up until today. He actually had a brace and had an assist. So he was involved in all three of Portugal's um, goals. They drew 3-3, but it was enough to get them through. Nani had the other goal for Portugal. And it was a really, really interesting match. They played Hungary, and um, it was a goal-for-goal trade-off the entire game. Hungary actually scored first, and it was interesting to see how Portugal would respond, and they did. But Cristiano, it's so fascinating to watch a player like him or a Messi, but when they are in, and in any sport, you know, LeBron, for example, in the, you know, the... Um, the finals, uh, that series that he just had. And, you know, they just take the team on their shoulders and despite all the obstacles and all the odds, they, they find a way to get the job done. And that's part of what makes them the best players in the world is that they can, one player can affect a game and the outcome and, and lead your team into, um, you know, further, further stages in the tournament. And so I love to watch that aspect of it. Um, another team that advanced, which I think is is really cool, um, almost has that Leicester City sort of vibe to it because no one thought that they would advance is Iceland. And they're becoming believers. And, you know, they're, they're starting to, to um, you know, get that, um, get that swagger, you know, get that mental attitude, that positive mental attitude that says, you know what, we can go far in this tournament and why not? And you can see that happening. They're starting to get result after result and now they're moving into the knockout stages. And this is one of those things where, you know, in any given game, you could play one of the top teams in the world, but if they're having a bad day and you maybe have a little bit of luck on your side, you know, who knows what can happen? Maybe you can, you know, go, go even further than you thought into the tournament. So let me go ahead and I'm going to talk about um, the standings and just go by group by group and then we'll go through and and we know most of the teams that are advancing and I'll go ahead and go through those. So real quickly, in group A, France wins on seven points followed by Switzerland, Albania third, Romania in last place. So France and Switzerland advance from that group. In Group B, it goes in this order. Wales, 1. England, 2. Slovakia, 3. Russia, 4. The first three, Wales, England, Slovakia, all advance. In Group C, the order is Germany, Poland, Northern Ireland, and Ukraine. Germany, Poland, and Northern Ireland advance. In Group D, Croatia, 1st. 
Spain second. I don't think most people would have predicted that. I think they would have thought Spain would have won that group. But it's Croatia, Spain, Turkey, and Czech Republic. Croatia and Spain advance. So two of the teams advance out of that group. And Group F, I'll get back to Group E in a second. Group F, the order is Hungary, Iceland, Portugal, and Austria. Another case where I think most people would have picked Portugal to win that. Um, But three teams from that group do advance as well, and it's Hungary, Iceland, and Portugal. So Austria does not move on. The reason I skipped Group E for a second is that there are games left to be played, and they're they're going on right now. It's um, Sweden versus Belgium. In Italy versus Ireland. And we do know for sure that Italy has won that group or at the very least will advance. Um, and we're waiting to see the rest of the results. As of right now, before these games are finished, the order is Italy, Belgium, Sweden, and Republic of Ireland. So um, we will know more in a couple hours <clears throat> after these games are done. So we have some games, some matchups that we know about right now. On Saturday, Switzerland and Poland play, as well do uh, Wales, and we're waiting on their opponent. It'll come from the results of these matches. Um, And Croatia and Portugal play. So those are your Saturday matches. On Sunday, France and an opponent to be determined will play. Germany play Slovakia, and Hungary play a team yet to be determined. And on Monday, we have Italy playing Spain. That's going to be a phenomenal match to watch. And England and Iceland play. So um, some great teams made it through and some surprise teams made it through, which I think makes, makes it all that more interesting. All right, the last thing I want to talk about as far as the Euros go are the supposed fans um, that have gotten their teams and their football federations in trouble. They've gotten themselves in trouble. They've given their countries a bad name. Um, you know, these fans that are throwing flares and firecrackers onto the field that are getting into physical altercations um, with supporters of other teams or even f- people from their own countries. You know, um, back in the day, they would call these hooligans. And I just think it's a shame. Um, There was an incident a few days ago where some flares and some firecrackers, and I believe it was the Croatian supporters, um, had thrown some stuff on the field. And there was a firecracker that exploded um, in one of the stewards who was out on the field cleaning all these flares up, exploded right in his face. I mean, could have blinded the man. I think he's okay. But why? Why are they doing things like that? I mean, this is... This is something that is on display for the world to watch. And, you know, this is where, you know, as a dad, back to the Father's Day theme for a second, you know, I would, if I had the ability, I would take my son to one of these matches. And that's not the kind of thing you want to experience. Um, You know, this is, people spend a lot of money, they've traveled from far away, and then they go and they have to be scared because of idiots like this that, um, that do things. And there's just no place for it in any sport. Um, Sports is not a place where you do things like this. What point are you trying to make? Why, why would you go to another country, pay all that money, take all that time, buy tickets to a match 
for the sole reason to wreak havoc. It just makes absolutely no sense to me at all. So I hope it stops. It's immature, it's stupid, and it needs to stop. And the fact that UEFA has really, really come down hard on these fans and on these football federations and to the point where they were going to you know, suspend the teams that were involved in this, it's unfortunate it had to get it had to take a toll possibly on the teams. But I like that um, these these governing bodies like UEFA are taking this so serious because if they don't nip it, then it's just going to perpetuate and these things are going to continue. And I think it is a horrible, horrible shame. So stop it. If you're planning on doing it, I don't know why you wake up one day and say, I'm going to go, you know, cause chaos at a soccer game. Makes no sense to me at all. So please stop. Don't do it. All right. Um, Let's get off of that tangent for a second. And we're going to go into the digital world. And first I want to talk to you about a kind of a pretty cool website that we've uh, that Josh and I have been doing. We did it since the beginning of the tournament, um, the Euro tournament, but it's still not too late to do it. And it's called the Euro Predictor. So if you go, you can either go to UEFA.com or go to Europredictor.uefa.com and do this. But what you can do is um, you go bracket by bracket or sort of stage by stage. You pick your winners, just like an NCAA bracket, a March Madness bracket. Um, you pick your winners, but you can also pick individual games, pick scores, and you get points um, based on your guessing and things like that. So it's fun and it gives you a little more sort of engagement and interaction with the tournament. So I think it's kind of a, a cool, fun thing to do, especially like if you're doing it with your kid or something and um, or a group of buddies. It just gives you a little something to do and something to sort of talk about. And you, you start to root for um, you know certain teams because you want certain results and you want you want points. You want as good a score as you can get. So, you know, just makes it all the more fun. All right, let's go to the Foothead Team of the Week. So this is for Week 41. We've got, um, you know, the major domestic um, club leagues are not, you know, in session right now. So um, it's a bit of a mixed um, bag of those those leagues that are in session. But we've got some names that we all know and some names that we love. So. The starting 11 are, we have David Villa from NYCFC up top. Beside him, also up top, we have from FC Seoul in the K-League is Damjanovic. In the middle, um, at center mid, we have Andrea Pirlo, also from NYCFC. It was cool over the weekend. Uh, Lampard, Villa, and Pirlo all scored for NYCFC, so I thought it was cool. Lamps hasn't played a whole bunch, if at all, this season, and it was nice that he came on and got a goal early in the match. All right, joining Pirlo in the midfield is Orisic from the Gionem Dragons, also from the K-League, and from Sporting KC, Fellhaber out at right mid. Um, Playing in a cam position... From the K-League is um, Ho. Sorry, I almost missed that. Ho. And also another player named Ho, also from the K-League, a different team, um, playing in the right cam position. 
And back on defense, we have Ju from the K-League, from the Suwon Blue Wings. In um, playing center back from New England Revolution, we have Woodbury. And playing right back from Toronto FC is Moore. And between the sticks is Hamid from DC United. And no no names, at least, that I know um, on the bench. So, um, like I said, some names you definitely know and some names that um, you probably don't know. All right, guys. So um, this is kind of a shorter one that than that's been in the past because, um, you know, Josh isn't here, so I won't get a whole lot into the youth soccer stuff right now because I think it's great for him to talk about. Um, he'll definitely be going to some soccer camps a little later this summer. He'll be training with his new team over the summer too, I'd imagine. Um, since he's been gone, we haven't done any fitness or anything like that, but um, – you know, I'll give him a day or two off, and then maybe we'll we'll jump back into it. So we will definitely, you know, take videos of that. We'll post those on all of our social media, and we'll get much more into that aspect of our podcast next week when he's back. So, um, and please send questions to us again. The ways to get in touch with us: an email to Let's Talk Soccer Two. That's the number two at gmail.com. On Twitter. We're at Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Facebook, just search for Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Instagram, it's just Let Talk, Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube, it's Let's Talk Soccer. So thank you very much for listening. Please pass this on. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and on SoundCloud. So for those that have, had, have been listening, um, thank you so much. This is just something we're doing for fun, but... You know, you never know where it will take us. So, um, you know, we'd love to see people engaged with us and help help us craft this thing. If there's certain things you want to hear more or certain things you want to hear less, let us know. Um, you know, we're we're doing this because we love it, and it was sort of a self-serving thing at first. But um, there are people out there listening, so we want we want you to be happy, and we want you know you to. Rate us if you feel compelled to rate us. We want you to share it with your friends. Um, that's the way we'll grow, and that's the way we'll get better. So, and again, I apologize for the low production quality. We are learning as we go, and hopefully that quality will continue to get better as we continue to learn. So thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for your interest. Enjoy the Euros. Enjoy the rest of Copa America. And until next time, as always, I say peace.